0: Welcome to the Jesus Everyday podcast. Here you will hear Pastor Ethan Callison journey with people just like you from Fellowship Community Church. Our goal is to engage in God's word to find Jesus in the scriptures every day. We desire this podcast not to be a substitute for your Bible reading, but rather a compliment so that you encounter Jesus and live a changed life. Here is your host, Pastor Ethan Callison.
1: Well, welcome to the Jesus Everyday Podcast. Every word, thought, verse, and chapter of the scriptures point us to the person of Jesus. My name is Ethan Callison. I serve as one of the pastors here at Fellowship Communion Church. I serve as our North Campus pastor as well as our online pastor. I want to say thank you for joining us here today on the Jesus Everyday Podcast. As we kick off this week, we're in week 50 of 52 for this year through the New Testament. So thankful for you joining us in. Many of you have been listening since day one. Some of you have just been joining us uh, recently. Some of you probably have just hopped on here uh, because Lisa, your friend, with Lisa, family member of Lisa, any who you are, we just want to say thank you. Uh, we desire for this podcast to model for you what it's like to read the word of the Lord on an everyday basis, because we believe we want to get into God's word so that God's word gets into us and God's word comes out of us and we live changed and transformed, not by our might, not by our strength, but by the power of the word of the Lord, the power of the Holy Spirit who resides in us to live as Christ to the world so that they may see his glory. Uh, we're in Matthew 14 today. If you scroll down to the bottom on the show notes of every podcasting platform, Uh, You'll find a link there to our reading plan Uh, If you don't have it, you can click that And uh, print it off, screenshot it Whatever you need to do, save it So that you can follow this reading plan As we wrap up kind of here this year In the the tail end of or Kind of like a third of the way through The Gospel of Matthew We're in Matthew 14 here today Uh, So Lisa, as we open up here in Matthew 14 Before we do so What is your favorite place to go to In the Roanoke Valley Whether it be for food or for fun?
0: Well, for food, sadly, this place is not allowing people inside their building anymore, which makes me sad. But the New Yorker Delicatessen uh, is my favorite. It used to be where I always wanted to go for. But my you can birthday. still get it. Out you can order to you. it okay. and take cash it out. Cash only still. Yes, cash, cash only, only still. still. Mm-hmm. So I that's all where I always picked as a kid that I wanted to eat for my birthday. I have a lot of good family member memories there. Just mm. we used to go there, my parents and extended family when. Aunts and uncles will come into town and stuff like that. But um, they took vacation the week of my birthday every year.
1: No, no kidding.
0: They were closed the week of my birthday every year. So um, we would have to go afterwards.
1: (laughs) So, are you the originator of like the birthday week? Um, Birthday month?
0: I'm a (laughs) month. I Definitely think I'm a mom. <laughs> How about for uh, fun in the
1: Roanoke Valley? Where's your favorite place to go for fun?
0: You know, I love Roan. I love Roanoke. We thought it was a great place to raise our kids, mm. but to be honest, um, we tend to be a little bit more homebodies. I am happy with a house full of people playing games in my house. That's what I do for fun. Love <laughs> place.
1: Look, like playing pounce, getting your arms broken, fingernails Any other ripped thing. off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they actually I remember reading an article that was like Roanoke Valley was like one of the top 10 best cities on the East Coast to raise a family.
0: Yeah, I think it's a great place, I but it. I I I mean it's mountains, it's in Smith Mountain Lake. You can I mean there's different I mean and we do those kinds of things, but mm-hmm. I'm pretty happy with just games in my house. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Cool. We're going to open up in uh, Matthew chapter 14 here. Uh, Walk through the HEAR reading method, highlight, explain, apply, and respond. It's an acronym there. Uh, What was the verse that the Holy Spirit illuminated to you? And when we say that word illuminate, I've explained it before, but what we believe we want to do is before we even read God's Word, we want to pray and ask the Holy Spirit to open up our eyes, to open up our hearts, open up our minds, so that we see the Word, not as just words on a page, but the living Word of God, and that it may illuminate like a light bulb. You flip the switch on, and bam, it comes on. it illuminates. The Holy Spirit illuminates the Word to us. Uh, What was the verse that the Holy Spiritual do me that you highlight and wrote down.
0: Um, so a couple of verses here where Jesus walks on water and calls Peter to him. I'm going to start in um, verse 26. When the disciples saw him walking on the water, so Jesus is on the water, they were terrified. And the, their fear, they cried out, it's a ghost. But Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid, he said. Take courage, I'm here. And when Then Peter called to him, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you and walk on the water. And Jesus said, yes, come.
1: Mm. Explain, uh, Jesus, what's going on here and why he would call Peter out.
0: So, um, the disciples had gone ahead into the water. He was, um, meeting them and he walks on the water to get to them and they think he's a ghost. And, um, you know, they, they get upset over what's happening there. And Jesus says, don't, don't be afraid, believe who I am. And, and so he calls Peter because Peter is asking him, confirm that it's you. Um, and so Jesus says, yes. And he calls Peter out on the water. And when Jesus, when Peter steps over the side of the boat, he walks on the water toward Jesus. Um, He's got his eyes focused on him, and he's walking on the water. And then, as soon as he loses um, that and starts paying attention to the winds and the waves, and he becomes terrified, and he starts to sink. Um, And then Jesus, uh, he calls out to Jesus to save him, and Jesus reaches down and grabs him, and and says, "Why would you doubt me?" And then they climb back in the boat together.
1: Mm, Give some points of application. There's probably a lot here in this text, but what do you think are ways in which the Believers and followers of Jesus can apply this text into our lives.
0: Well, don't take your eyes off Jesus. <laughs> That's pretty odd. This is a pretty definite, <laughs> obvious one. Um, and then um, the "Why do you doubt me?" question from Jesus is a big thing for me. I, I think um, I think we need to ask ourselves that question when whenever we're withholding taking things to Him or not quite giving Him everything. Why are you, why are you doubting him? And I love right there where he reaches out and grabs him. It's a physical, Mm -hmm. it's a physical touch. Um, And Jesus can guide us and steady us and support us. And we think of that in human terms with a physically, you know, hanging on to someone or steadying someone. Um, But he does it in so many other ways, emotionally, emotionally. psychologically, physically, all those different ways that um, I I think we just have to ask ourselves, why do we doubt him when he's so capable?
1: Mm. I'm going to ask like a two-part question this. I'm going to pull up one of the uh, famous passages, Philippians 3, uh, 314, uh, for I can do all things through Christ, he who strengthens me, a text that's usually used out of context. Some people could probably take this text and be like, you know, we can walk on water, why first question is is why does Peter allowed to walk on water? And then secondly, when you look at that when he begins to sink and he begins to doubt, like you said, why do you doubt me? What are some what are some things that do cause us as followers of Jesus today to take our eyes off Christ and to begin to doubt?
0: Well, I think Jesus allows him to walk on water um, to prove to him and to the disciples who he is, that he is who he says he is. Um, and it's not something that just any person can do. But with Jesus, all things are possible. Mm. Um, and it's not a, uh, let me pick the thing I want to do. And, mm. oh, Jesus, let's do this. You know, it, it has to be within his will and his desire. Mm. Um, so when we do think of that verse, you can do all things. Yeah, you can do all things that he has planned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and that's a little tricky for a yeah, planner yes. like myself because uh-huh. I got some plans too. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> but even when you look at Peter, like it's like he says to Jesus, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to the water. And Jesus could have then just been like, no, I'm not coming. Like that's not what I want. That's not the intent of what this is going on here. Like I'm not going to call you out, but I'm still going to prove that I am who I who I am. So I think that in that we can ask God, here's the plans that I have. Yes. Lord, are you blessing this? Is this your desire? Yes. And if so, command it to happen. Yes. If not, dissolve it, maybe rice and rice, paper and water. So the second question, second part of that question was like, what are some things that you think today um, cause many of us to l- take our, lose our focus on Jesus and begin to doubt?
0: I think busyness is a big one. I think, um, I think the desire to do things the way we've planned them um, is always a huge piece of that. And I think it's scary. I think um surrendering everything to God to you know, saying, Okay, Jesus, here it's all, here's everything, you you lead me. I mean, I when you think about Abraham mm. starting out without like I am a planner and I don't travel without my plan <laughs> in place. But I mean he calls us to do that. Yeah. He calls us to without understanding the whys and, and what the big picture is yet, and without the whole plan in place, he definitely tells us to step into some things and not to step into some things. And I, I think, I think it's a huge, it's a huge trust issue. I think we have to really think um, personally where our trust is in him, if we're able to follow through with surrendering everything or not
1: yeah that's good what was the holy spirit calling you in your our personal response to today's text
0: um i think for me i know (laughs) i know in my head and my heart that jesus has got me 100 percent. but all of my actions don't always say that and so i think and all my words may not always say that um and and I think for me, the Holy Spirit was just saying, y- "You know it, you you know it, live it, mm-hmm. um, and let every word and every action that you have proclaim that you know that he is he is in control, mm-hmm. completely in control."
1: That's good. Hard to do. Hard to do. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for joining us here today on the Jesus Everyday podcast.